the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Chief Market Strategist for Briefing.com joins us now. Mr. O'Hare, how are you? Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing well. Thanks. Yourself? I'm okay. Um, getting through the year. You know, again, amazed at how fast time moves as you get older. Uh, looking, sure. you know, we're five twelfths done with the year, almost halfway. Uh, what's our report card so far, Mr. O'Hare? Uh, well, I'd say that the uh, the report card, I'd probably categorize it as about a a, a B, you know, it's not uh, not stellar, it's not terrible. Um, the fact that we're um, you know up for the year um, is, uh, is is pretty decent, all things considered, really, and especially when you take into account that you know we're coming off of three consecutive years of double-digit gains, and you're seeing earnings growth decelerate, and yet this market continues to find a bid. Uh, there's just no real move to uh, correct things, or there hasn't been anyway. Not saying that there can't be or won't be. It's just that we're still not seeing it, um, and that I think is making a lot of uh, uh, investors who continue to sit on the sidelines, you know, perhaps a little nervous about missing out on another leg higher. So, um, and especially with the breakout here to, to new record highs, um, I suspect that that, uh, that nagging feeling is starting to increase again, and um, might prompt some people to come in off the sidelines, and arguably maybe not at the best time, but. Uh, that's something that could drive the market a little bit higher here over the near term anyway. Goldman Sachs has come out with a recent, not not survey, but just market research, saying they expect the stock market to grow 5% annualized over the next 10 years. Now, there's a lot that goes into that, but they're basically saying you know, things are going to be a little bit more blah uh, because we've just come off, well, I'm not going to say why because, because I don't know all their reasons. But does that sound reasonable to you that, you know, we're going to go beneath historical trends? Well, um, you know, it does, uh, it does sound reasonable. I mean, when you take into account, like, say, you look back at, you know, the, the big bull market, of, you know, that began in the early 1980s uh, and culminated with the, um, you know, the popping of the uh, dot-com bubble, uh, you look at the starting point then where interest, real interest rates were, um, you look at the starting point then of where baby boomers were, right? So you had real interest rates at, at sharply higher levels, and you had baby boomers at much younger ages that were entering their prime spending years um, and earning years. Um, now the flip is, is true. So you have 
you know, real rates that are uh, remarkably low, and you have baby boomers that are now older uh, that are looking, um, say, more or certainly are not spending as, as willingly as much as they used to. Um, and in turn, um, you saw back in the start of the early 80s a real embrace of, you know, the credit-based economy and the ex- expansion of credit cards and uh, and all in spending on credit. And now what we have is uh, a consumer that seems to be more uh, showing a greater propensity uh, to, to actually save money and to delever and, and not use so much credit. So, um, and, you know, and you can throw on top of that, obviously, the issues that we're going to run into with the entitlement programs. And so to have a very conservative-sounding, you know, longer-term outlook is is not unreasonable in light of all those factors. But I think to your most important point, though, Rob, uh, you know, no one knows what the future holds for sure. These are just things that seem to be lining up for us. Um, Stranger things have happened. You know, we could do better than, than average. We might do worse than the Goldman forecast. Uh, it's hard to say, but I think it's a reasonable case uh, that they're making, um, and especially now when you take into account that we're at a starting point of higher PE multiples, it does suggest that uh, future returns are not going to be as great as we've been accustomed to seeing lately. I'm speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist with Briefing.com. It's a website I start my day with every day. Your article is the very first read for me, Um, your page one article. Recently, we've talked, not you and I, but the media has been making a lot out of this being a stock picker's market, whereas indexes could take us nowhere. Do you think it might be wise for investors to break away from the index thought and maybe go towards more managed mutual funds, i.e. the stock picker? Well, I, you know, would have to obviously depend on one's risk tolerance. I do think that you're entering an environment where um, more active management will be uh, useful um, because, you know, if you're looking for, you know, excess return, um, you're not likely to get it on the uh, the passive side. Um, you know, I don't anticipate uh, the S&P 500 index increasing to any great degree when you take into account, you know, the pace of earnings growth that's being forecasted right now, looking at almost no earnings growth for calendar 2015. Um, and then when you also take into account, like I said, the, the starting point right now for uh, PE multiples. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, so probably would be, you know, um, a worthwhile exercise anyway to start looking at more active um actively managed accounts versus those those passive funds. The housing numbers that came out this morning surged, um, showed up a little pent-up demand in housing starts and building permits. Uh, is that testament to we should have a strong second half of the year? Because if we're building houses, we've got jobs and we've got paint that we have to put on them and Home Depot benefits and banks start doing more banking. Are the housing starts forecasting a pickup, or am I reading too much into it? Yeah, well, it was certainly it was a very big number, um, and of course, you know, you, you, you do have to take into account that, um, you know, the prior months, past few months anyway, I saw some depressed housing starts numbers that, uh, and I think what, what we was revealed in the April number here was essentially that, you know, there was a weather impact on, on the housing sector, <clears throat> certainly in terms of construction um, that took place within, you know, January and February. Um, but those were, you know, this, this number, the level of starts we're at now is the highest since November 2007. 
Um, it'd be nice to see a continuation of that uh, strong housing start activity. Um, so it's an encouraging number. Um, I think um, you know our economist Jeff Rosen uh, categorized it as such and uh, said there were a number of encouraging first in this report, you know, namely that, you, you know, you saw the, the, you know, the strongest increase since November 2007. And, um, and I think it would translate ultimately into more jobs, um, more consumer spending activity, perhaps. So um, let's wait and see what the May report brings, see if we can, you know, sustain these, these sharply increased levels, or if that May report perhaps shows that it was just simply um, kind of a, a payback period from the, the nasty winter weather that uh, detracted from housing starts. I work in television as well as radio, and the television anchor that I talk to every morning, he's got a big problem with Carl Icahn coming out and saying Apple should go to 240. Not that it's the Apple angle. He just doesn't like the activists coming out and plugging their own positions on CNBC. What's your whole opinion of what we're seeing in the world of activism as well as financial television? Well, they're, you know, I'd, I'd say they have as right as much to anybody as to uh, coming out and making their case. Um, the, the issue is whether uh, other investors and the media and uh, people like me either can see that, see through it and maybe perhaps say that they're really just talking their book. Um, you know, the letter he wrote to Tim Cook laid out a very defensible position as to why they see Apple worth $240 per share. Um, wasn't entirely unreasonable in terms of the argument that, <clears throat> excuse me, that they were making. Um, but you know, personally, I don't, I don't have a problem with activist uh, investors. Um, you know, I think that uh, as long as you know their motives are, are, are good versus being selfish and just trying to drive up their own um, economic interests, uh, which I suppose some do in fact do that. But I think the market as a whole, though, is smart enough to see through those types of. Um, maneuvers and, and can recognize when an activist manager really is uh, being a proponent for all shareholders and not just their own interests. Anything else that you're working on that you think we should be aware of that kind of gives a little hint into where we're, what you're thinking? Yeah, well, I've been keeping a close eye on this financial sector uh, lately. It's done, uh, it started out the year obviously very poorly, which was a surprise to many given what the uh, backdrop is for the economic outlook entering the year. And, and what we've seen, the financial sector start to turn higher here in, in, in recent weeks and, and outperforming the market. I think that's an encouraging sign. And the reason I'm watching it closely, though, is, is that the financial should be outperforming if uh, there's a strong belief, I think, in this idea that the economy is going to gain momentum and earnings growth is going to pick up in the back half of the year. So if we start to see the financial sector go back to a, a period of underperformance, uh, that would raise some questions as to whether the market truly does believe that uh, that pickup scenario. With the market's recently hitting record highs, I think there's one thing that could take us higher, and there's a lot of things that could take us lower, but the cash on the balance sheets of corporate America, they seem flush with it. And earnings haven't, uh, some earnings have been pretty flat, but some earnings have been surprisingly strong. Cash on balance sheets, is that something you factor in, or is that something you're like, no, nah, the tax rate's an issue, or how do you view cash? Yeah, well, you know, it is huge because it shows that uh, I think, I think you know, some of the frustration we're seeing some of these sideline investors is they don't get why the market keeps going up when earnings growth is decelerating, when economic data continues to disappoint. Um, and I would argue that part of that is the fact that companies are continually buying back their shares, 
Um, you know, it seems like every company that comes out and reports these days is announcing some increased share buyback authorization. That doesn't mean they have to carry those out, but um, but the data is showing that uh, they certainly are still uh, willingly carrying out share buyback activity at these higher levels. And, you know, maybe that's not such a good thing. Uh, we'll see down the road. Uh, but it's been a main sort of major source of support, we Thanks. think, for the equity market here. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist, Briefing.com, an online trusted resource for both international as well as domestic markets, economy, strategy, trends, technicals, and much, much more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.